Welcome to the Helping Kids Be Kids podcast, an outreach of The Little Lighthouse. We are passionate about empowering parents to be confident caregivers. I'm your host, Christina McIndarfer, and with me in the studio today, I have Katie Huff and Donnie Walsh and Laura Robinson. And Katie is, uh, all of them have had children who have attended the Little Lighthouse. Katie is not only a Little Lighthouse graduate parent, but she's also the executive director of the local Down Syndrome Association of Tulsa. And she and her husband, Joe, have two children. Jonah is six years old and just graduated from the Little Lighthouse. And Donnie, actually, you'll have to tell me, you're an engineer, is that right? I'm an engineer, yes. Yes. And Donnie and his wife, Julie, have three amazing boys. Will is their oldest, and he is six, am I correct? Six, yep. And he's an incredible uh, resource if anyone wants to know about animals. He has in-depth knowledge. No need for the internet. Wow, yes. When it comes to information about animals. Yes. dinosaurs. And does he have a, a, a specialty, a, like a, a niche or? Uh, wild animals. Okay. Mammals. Okay. Uh, amphibians. Ocean animals. Wow. All of them he keeps up in his head. It's incredible. Wow. It's amazing. And he's, he's confident about yeah, it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he's yes. happy to share. And then we've got Laura Robinson and she and her husband, Billy, actually adopted Joshua. <laughs> we did. Brought we him did. into their family. And uh, you're such an advocate and... You went to school to become a social worker. I, I did. Is that, was that inspired by Joshua? No. Actually, um, we had started fostering okay. and with no intention of keeping any. Okay. We just wanted to make a difference, you know, yeah. short-term temporary. So that experience of fostering led me into uh, finishing a degree. I dabbled in for a while. And then Joshua came along and changed okay. everything. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll start with you. I wanted to let each of you share a little bit about your incredible kiddos. Okay. Awesome. Um, well, like I started, you know, he was um, a child that we brought in as a foster child. But the first day we had him, my husband came home, um, held him, looked at me and said, he's never leaving. Uh, and wow. I'm going, no, 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 honey. I'm too old to start over. We're just going to help mom and dad get it together, you know. And mm-hmm. of course, um, God had his plan, and we're so grateful that he did. Yeah. So we, um, we we did work with mom and dad for a year or so, and um, when it became evident that they were not going to be able to um, take on the responsibility of their son, uh, we were very adamant that they didn't need to look anywhere else. So, wow. yeah. Wow. And you've done a lot to help him. You've been so uh, faithful to advocate for him and research um, can you tell us a little bit about maybe his diagnosis and mm-hmm, sure. some of that journey you've been on? Well, and it was very interesting because having raised four typically developing children, when we got Josh at four months old, I I didn't see any difference in him as a four-month-old and what I remembered <laughs> quite some time before mm-hmm. of my children. So um, although I say uh, we knowingly adopted a special needs child, he didn't seem so special needs at first. So when people ask me, well, did you know what you were getting into? And I said, yes and no. Did I know a diagnosis? Yes. Did I have any idea what cerebral palsy would look like going forward? It's so unique. No. No idea. It's different for every child. It is. And that diagnosis is such an umbrella diagnosis. There's there's from the very minimally affected, and you would never know, to those that are um, completely affected, not functioning at all. 
Right. Yeah. Now, Josh, on the other hand, as we all know, he's 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 very functioning, even though yes. he um, does have assisted technology for communicating. Um, he's still very loud, even without it. Uh, he also has a wheelchair for transportation at this time. So nonverbal, non-mobile, but um, ever learning and entertaining. And he communicates so much with his <laughs> eyes and his smile. Yes, very much so. Wow. Uh, the Robinson family is very active in the community. I see them all the time at community events. And I feel like if anyone's most likely to be mayor of Tulsa. It'll be know, Joshua. Yeah, 20, 25 <laughs> years from now. He's going to know everybody. He absolutely does. All right, Donnie, tell us a little bit more about Will. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, William's uh, six years old. And uh, he was in the little lighthouse for about four years. Um, he is, uh, you know, he's got a big personality. Um, yes. He's got, uh, he's super smart, uh, uh, little kid. Um, he, you know, he gets around using a power wheelchair and, mm-hmm. uh, and a manual wheelchair. Um, you know, William was, uh, uh, was born with a condition that, you know, kind of... Uh, manifests itself in stiff joints and uh, his abdominal structure is kind of kind of weak so mm-hmm. he needs some help sitting up um, and and like I said he uses a, a wheelchair to get around uh, but you know outside of that he is a talker yes and he is a relationship builder um, he loves uh, you know just in the last six months he's gone from uh, from his you know number one like being animals to then dinosaurs. Then it was Godzilla for a, wow. about a month there. Um, and now it's Star Wars. Wow. And uh, and so it's just been a lot of fun. Yes, he's watching so intelligent. Just, flourish and, just and always play. feeding his mind and sharing what he learns. That's awesome. Now, I know as an engineer, you've done a lot to help him and innovate equipment for him. Do you yeah. want to tell us a little yeah. bit about that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, William and I are, you know, God did a good job of pairing us up. Hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, he drives a, a power wheelchair. And so me being an engineer, I've been able to uh, build him lots of cool things that he gets wow. to use around the house. So, you know, we've got like a, a, a miniature recliner looking chair in our living room, but it's got a joystick on it. And so he can uh, you know, he can uh, drive around the house. No and, way. That's so cool. And just so happens it has like a step stool in the back that his brother likes to ride on. Yes. So. I love to see your boys' relationship with each other. They're oh, yeah. best friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun watching Bennett, our, our middle child, uh, grow up with Will and the things that they come up with. And, yeah. and just the dynamic between the two has been a lot of fun. Yes. So great. Well, thanks for being here, Dottie. Okay, Katie, tell us about Jonah. Okay. Whoa. He's so much fun. <laughs> I think he's pretty fun, too. So Jonah's six, like you mentioned, uh, just graduated from the Little Lighthouse. And he's such a fun kid. Like, he's so funny and um, always trying to make people laugh. Uh, he loves to put on what he calls talent shows at home. He loves to, you know, have a crowd and uh, perform per pe- for people. Hmm. Um, and he's so smart. He blows me away with everything that he knows and learns. Sometimes it might take him a minute to get it out of there. Mm-hmm. But um, he knows way more than um, that people realize. And um, he's just such a fun kid. 
um, and Jonah happens to have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, so he um, has some cognitive delays, um, but he has proven over and over that that's not going to stop him from mm -hmm. doing all the things. So <laughs> we're pretty excited to have him in our lives. That's awesome. And he and his sister have an amazing relationship too. They do. Um, our daughter Reagan is eight and they are the best of friends. And it's like no bond I've ever seen before. They're just so sweet with each other. My kids don't fight. Um, which I feel very blessed about. You are very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll have to have you back for another conversation. Right. About, yeah. That word. Yeah. <laughs> so you, need to, you need to write a book. Seriously. <laughs> First, have, a, uh, have my kids. Uh, okay. I'd love to know from you, what do you enjoy about parenting? Now, you all have more than one child, but uh, where do you find special joy in embracing your the children that you've been telling about us about today. You want me to? I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I the main thing I love about Jonah is that he just loves so deeply, um, and it's a love that I have never experienced before. Um, and he has because of this love and his love for others. He's made me a better person. He's made me see differences as beautiful and that we're all the same. Um, and he just has enriched our family so much. Um, that's my favorite thing just about parenting him is that um, he's just made our lives better. You're going to make me cry, Katie. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Say, I mean, starting over, you know, with a son that's um, – younger than his nieces and nephews mm. <laughs> that are grandkids, you know, it, it's very different, but the, any given day, any given day that may have a bump in it or something seems stressful or frustrating, all I do is look in the eyes of that little boy and his smile just melts everything away. He just makes life beautiful. Uh, yeah, for me, um, it's been watching them grow has been the most rewarding thing about uh, parenting. And I mean, that goes for that goes for William, that goes for Bennett. And, you know, now we've got Gibson's just a couple months old. Um, you know, the way in which they're growing is different, but they're all growing in a, in a, in a great way. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, for parenting, it's, it's kind of like in a, the first couple years are a significant investment, um, you know, physically, mentally, you know, blood, sweat, and tears goes into, you know, taking care of your child. It starts from wiping their butt, right? Right. And it carries on <laughs> into different things. But we're reaching a stage now with Will where, um, like, we're seeing him grow and we're getting something back. Yeah. And that is so cool. We're yeah. seeing him making friends with people at the little lighthouse. He's such a good friend. Learning things that we we didn't teach him. We don't know where he got it from. Wow. And that's like a really cool thing. Yeah. To he's see he's his parent. own person. Like right. getting to know him. Who right. is William? Right. Let's see. Uh Donnie, what would you say is one of the challenges you found with raising a, your child who has special needs? Yeah. I you know, I think uh I think the first thing I want to say is uh Everybody's got challenges, 
Right. You know, and uh, and that's that's been a big thing for me and Julia is not singling our challenges out as any more mm-hmm. difficult or less difficult than anybody else. Um, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Our challenges are basic things that, you know, you and I may take for granted. William can't pick up a glass and drink it by himself. Okay. So we, you know, the challenge for us has just been, uh, you know, looking at problems and always keeping our, our mind open, uh, to like, how can we adapt or do something different to, uh, to, to make it work for him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's been, um, not a one-time thing, you know, just throughout his life, we're going to continue to come up with new ideas. He's going to come up with new ideas Yeah. and we're going to do that. And, um, and, you know, that's been a little bit of a challenge, but it's also been rewarding at the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. I, I love that perspective. Just to uh, remember that everybody has their own yeah. challenges and that's part of the richness of life. You know, we think that we want everything to be easy, but if it were, we would be bored and we wouldn't grow. Right, right. Sometimes those challenges are easily seen. Right. And sometimes they're not. And sometimes they, uh, you know, they may come up 35 years later. Sometimes they're apparent when they're one year old. And mm-hmm. so I think that's just, uh, that's a fact of life. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm, for us, you know, it's definitely, we've, our eyes have been open to, to that. And I think we appreciate um people in general a lot more. Yeah. And Laura, that reminds me of what you were sharing about how when you said yes to bringing Joshua into your family, you didn't really know huh. what you were saying yeah. yes to. No, we didn't. But what was really neat was God God is always so good in paving paving the way for us. I had never had any um exposure to somebody with CP. Mm-hmm. And we had a foster child previously to getting Josh who had CP Hmm. and it was like, and, and she was like eight or nine, um, and you know, functioning more than maybe Josh is now, but still it was just like that. It, that just little bit of, 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 of a knowledge or a preparation that God did for us so that the word didn't scare me. The word wasn't unknown because I looked it up when we had the other one, you know, it's like, okay, tell me about this. So with Josh, it was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. God wow. brought him. He'll, you know, he'll prepare us. He'll help us through. Wow. What would you say is one of the challenges that you've had to face, kind of lean into by welcoming Josh into your family? I would probably honestly say one of the biggest challenges um, really has more to do with me and, mm. and my overly optimistic expectations. Mm. So, I think, um, you know, again, God gives us grace for the day. So the the things we face with Josh, having the little lighthouse made all the difference in the world to be prepared for some of the things in the physical and, and to have the tools and to have the communication device, to have the experts that yeah. could actually help us. So I feel like we were very blessed to have that, um, the companionship and the education and well, village is something I want to talk about. But anyway, okay. um, so the biggest challenge was me and getting mm. frustrated, not with Josh, not with jo- with me, thinking, why isn't this happening now? Why isn't he talking now? Why isn't he walking now? I've had the faith. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. And having to just realize, you know what, God, I'm so, so glad you're in control and I'm not. 
Yeah. Have there been any truths or resources that have helped you kind of work through that as you've recognized that that's something you're challenged by? Is that of my control? Yeah. Like the Bible? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it, it's, it is truly just drawing in closer to God and realizing um, even at my young age that <laughs> I'm not in control, you know, even, yeah. and, and that's so hard because I think depending on our background, again, like Johnny said, I mean, we all have challenges and right. um, we could probably go a long time with stories of challenges, mm-hmm. but it's not, do we have them or don't we have them? It's how do we deal with them? Right. You know, do, do we have a source to go to? I do. I have a father God that loves me and he prepares the way for me and he promises to never leave me or forsake me. And, you know, so I have got that. So I, I really shouldn't stumble in anything we do because we're human, Right. but, um, I have that. And then, like I said, to have the little lighthouse educate me in a world that was completely foreign to me has made all the difference. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. What about you, Katie? So, of course, I don't want anyone to think that our lives are perfect, <laughs> and we do definitely have challenge. For me, um, it's more of the cognitive, um, the understanding. For us, it's um, the undercurrent of fear and stress is always there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always have to keep my eye on him because mm-hmm. he will cross the street without thinking about it. He'll, uh. you know, he doesn't quite understand. Um, harm that he could get hurt or that um, even really understand safety. Um, just the other day, I took his life jacket off so he could have lunch and he just went and jumped right in the pool. So I had to, <sighs> but I always have my eye on him, wow. um, which makes me carry a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, but he'll get it. Um, but sometimes with our family, with Jonah, we just have to teach him over and over and over. He's not necessarily going to get it the first time, but he will get it. I know one of these days I won't have to worry about him going in front of a car. Yeah. (laughs) But that's our biggest challenge. Um, But I just, yeah, we always have our eyes on him. Yeah. So it sounds like you, um, you kind of deal with that by reminding yourself this won't last forever. Right. Are there other resources you might want to share with other parents who totally identify with you? Like, yes, I I have that same anxiety. Like, how do you as a mom kind of work through that? Absolutely. I um, I kind of want to reiterate what Laura said. Like, I know God is in control. I know that He is watching over us, watching over Jonah. I also have a great support of parents who are in the same boat as me, Mm. Um, all the parents at the Little Lighthouse that I've made friends with, um, also the Down Syndrome community in Tulsa, they have, or or any city, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, they're all over the place. And um, I think connecting with other people who know what you're going through, maybe who can give you some tools um, and tricks to try. Um, we tried the little backpack one time, you know, with the, with uh-huh. the, I don't mm-hmm. like to use the word, but leash. <laughs> um, it didn't work because Jonah just, uh, flopped down on the ground and wouldn't move, but you know, it works for some people and it's nice to have that community that you can kind of work off each other and find ideas and how best to keep your kids safe. So. Yeah. So great. So I was wondering, um, with the perspective that you have from where you are now, each of you, I think, has six-year-olds. And, uh, True that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on this journey a couple of years. Uh, what would you look back and tell yourself uh, 
when you were first discovering that God had chosen to bless you with a child who had special needs? What would you want to convey to the hearts of parents maybe who are listening, who are just starting this journey? And I know there can be a lot of grief and a lot of emotions involved with that. What did you wish you knew that you know now? Can I go? Um, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a fixer, right? So I, uh, I, you know, if a problem presents itself, uh, you know, I want to go, I want to go fix it. And so of course, um, uh, you know, when William was, uh, uh, was, you know, up and up to the point where he was born and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, obviously there was a lot of, uh, challenges and unknowns and, and my natural instinct is to, you know, is to fix and, and, uh, you know, life is is something that really you have very little control over, um, and and fixing is maybe not the right answer. And so, if I could go tell myself uh, something, the first thing I would say is to relax a little bit. Um, you know, whatever whatever plan that you have right now is probably not the right plan, maybe, um, but uh, it's probably not the right plan, or maybe it it's not the final plan. And, uh, and I've seen that with William's life and how, you know, he's flourished. Um, he, uh, he, you know, does things much differently than what I think I had envisioned six years ago. Uh, but I'm so happy to see what he's been able to accomplish and so proud. And so I think, uh, you know, my advice to, um, to myself uh, or to parents that, you know, made me going through this, um, this type of uh, situation is, relax a little bit, ha mm. have a plan. Mm -hmm. A plan is great. Anything that you're intentional about um, is good. Mm -hmm. That will never prove to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, so be intentional, have a plan, but relax a little bit because it's probably gonna change mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm. That's good. That's good, thank you. I have to say that um, a lot of that resonates with me too. Um, I'm such a planner and type mm -hmm. A personality. Mm -hmm. When I got that prenatal Down syndrome diagnosis, I was so sad. Um, I grieved for the child I thought I was going to have. I was mad. I was so angry. And I felt so alone. Like I thought it was, I was the only person in the world that had a child with special needs. And why did this happen to me? Um, but I often I think about this so often. Mm. I wish that I could go back and tell myself, your life's gonna be much better than you ever thought possible. Mm. Like you're gonna love this child so much and your life's gonna be richer and sweeter and um, everything's gonna be okay. This child is gonna bless you and you're gonna think, why not me? Like, wow. you know, I used to think, why me? Why is this happening to us? And now I think, this was God's plan all along. I love this kid. Oh, that's um, beautiful. And I know it's hard going back to talking to that me. If I were to tell me that, you know, I wouldn't believe it. It's just something you have to go through, process, get through. But the other end is so sweet and worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Katie. Um I would tell myself he's not going to be a baby forever. He's going to grow up bigger, and you better be prepared because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally right now at mm. six, almost seven, dealing with you know needs and the size that he is, and I can't carry him around as easily as I could. Um, 
but I would I would definitely tell myself there will be huge huge challenges but mm-hmm. the blessings will way outnumber them. Mm-hmm. I would tell myself look early for that village and that support group. Mm-hmm. And I always love to say this to people. I literally I can honestly say despise the saying it takes a village when I raised my original four. Mm-hmm. And when we got Josh and I started realizing it takes a village. Mm-hmm. It took my best friends. It took my adult children. It took mm-hmm. my little lighthouse family. Yeah. It took our family gathering Team group. Joshua. Yeah. 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 And it just, it literally does. And the sooner that you realize you're not alone, yeah. there's the whole village of people out there that know what you're going through. And in addition to that, there's those that have not experienced it themselves, like mm-hmm. you ladies, but Right. You are called to help us in, mm-hmm. in such an amazing way. So, um, yeah, relax, but mm-hmm. um, realize that y- you need the support, mm-hmm. and it's there. Yeah. It's don't, there. Don't feel bad to go asking for it. Right. Exactly. Ain't nobody yeah. going to give you a hard time if you go asking for help. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where have you found the most willing people to help? Really? Did you have uh, extensive uh, relationship circle before, or if not— where, where did you find that support? I found it um, with my adult kids and, and some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Team Joshua is, is a real thing. Yeah. I mean, there is such a network of people, um, his biological grandparents and great-grandparents and great-aunts and uncles, you know, mm-hmm. they're all at a distance, but, but still an emotional support. But the physical support, the... Um, the come hang out with Joshua, I need a break. You know, yeah. that, that came from um, very close friends and and my adult children yeah. in the beginning, especially. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for us, we've got a great family, like, you know, 100%, everybody in our family, um, uh, you know, views William the same and treats him the same and, and they're fantastic. Mm, what a blessing. You know? And, uh, and so that's a huge support network for us. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, when, when William was, uh, was first born um, and when he was probably one year or two years old, we uh, made the rounds to several different hospitals to get procedures done and bracing and things like that. And uh, we ended up getting uh, in contact with the Shriners in Philadelphia. And that just so happens to be the hospital that lots of folks go to with William's condition. Oh, that's incredible. And so, you know, we were going there to learn more about the medical condition and, you know, what are the options and things that can be done. But the side effect of that was we went to this hospital where everybody, and this is like, you know, 25 different kids of different ages, mm-hmm. had this and we're doing oh, really cool wow. things oh. and us seeing that what a god and thing talking to parents that you know we, we stayed in a ronald mcdonald house for you know six weeks and we got to talk to all these parents that had done it and it was no big deal and we came out the other end of that trip feeling like hey you know gonna be okay Wow. And so, so, so having a make, village is, is a big is a big deal. Did you make connections with some of those families that you've been able to maintain? Yeah, yeah, made made some connections. Um, we also, uh, you know, now we, we actually go to a hospital in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but being around other people, not trying to go at it alone, yeah, is uh, 
is is a is a good thing to do. Yeah. And then Katie, you've already given us a great advice. Find out if there's an association connected to your child's diagnosis or even characteristics of their diagnosis, like sensory processing disorder. Absolutely. I think it's so important um, to talk to people who know what you've gone through. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't think we would have had the same outcome if we wouldn't have reached out right away. And I know it's not possible for everyone. There's some rare conditions that um, yes. maybe don't have groups yet. Um, if that's the case, find somebody with a kid with special needs because even though you have different abilities, you're still going to have a common bond with those people. So, Yeah. Well, guys, I'm enjoying this so much. I still have a lot of questions for you, but I'm just going to invite you back for a second episode. So let me close this one out and then we'll have another conversation. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for our conversation. We're so glad to get to share with you some of the wisdom and insight that these incredible parents have picked up over the years. And um, we just want to encourage you on your parenting journey. God is with you. He is for you. He's for your child. And He has a bright future for your family. If you'd like to learn more about The Little Lighthouse and our resources, please visit us at our website, www.littlelighthouse.org. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.